Hello and welcome to the North American Guitars Talking Guitar Podcast. I'm your host Ben and in today's session we're catching up with the very brilliant Rye from GR Bear Guitars. Uh, Rye recently joined the North American Guitar in 2019 uh, by delivering two astonishing instruments to us. Um, we've got another two on order which we'll be uh, hopefully delivering um, in a few months time which we're very excited about. We just caught up uh, talking about of course how the uh, COVID-19 pandemic has been affecting him, um, some, uh, some of his workflow and uh, of course those very popular tone generator social media videos that he's been posting. We really hope you enjoy this podcast because it was a lot of fun to do. Hey! There he is, how you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm good. Man, your hair's, your hair's longer than mine is. It's getting long, I know, I know. I gotta get to the barber. I think they're opening soon. Yeah, you're looking really well, man. Thanks, thanks, you too. Well, thanks for stopping in uh, to this Talking Guitar podcast with GR Bear. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been awesome to, um, to have been following your, uh, you're so good at social media. I love, the, I love the videos you put up with your voicing and everything, it's so cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I try and get, get as much content on there as I can. Because, I mean, it's really when you, when you are trying to, like, uh, uh, discover a new builder, it seems like everyone just goes to their Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> like, no one cares about websites. No one cares about your bio. They just go to your Facebook and Instagram. They do, mate. They do. It's, uh, it's very funny, yeah. Um, but um, you, it, it's, it's, I find that it's... Um, there's so much stuff out there now that it's uh, it's you've got to you have to work quite hard really to capture your audience, um, and I think you, you're doing a fab fabulous job. You really are. Oh, thanks, Ben. Um, and so, um, so, so this has been really fun for me because uh, I, I love Zoom. I'm just absolutely obsessed with it. It's uh, such a great way to. I can't believe I wasn't doing it beforehand because obviously this is just going to be an audio podcast but it's so great to be able to see your face and actually have a proper chat you know yeah definitely uh, we we actually um, we started doing the first one we did with grits and then we did one with jason and then this week uh we're releasing one with uh rosie from turnstone guitars which was really lovely to chat with her and and since doing that loads of luthiers have, have contacted me saying Come on, let's, let's get on a Zoom and have a, have a chat, um, which is awesome, really awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so tell me, how has life been for you uh, in, this, um, in this lockdown period? Because obviously you have, um, you've been lucky enough to be able to stay in the shop and continue to work, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, my, my workshop is, uh, is in a garage, so it's secluded, don't have to go... Uh, 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 interacting with anyone really and um, and yeah my life has been essentially the same <laughs> like <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we're already we sort of work in quarantine we don't really spend time with that many people and uh, and I've been getting more sort of quality time with my my wife and kid and so I've actually sort of been enjoying this time <laughs> I know, and I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that from a, a lot of people. I, I, I think that um, 
yeah well like you uh, it's been the same for me I, I i've been you know in isolation i've i've fortunate enough to um, not live far away from from uh, the workshop so i can i can uh, well not workshop from the shop rather yeah. than, i can just drive in um and i've just been this is uh, i feel like i repeat myself and every time i do one of these uh, podcasts i'm um, it, you can hear the weeks i'm mentioning well i'm now into week 10 <laughs> <laughs> And uh, um, aside from talking to myself more, um, I'm actually weirdly, yeah, loving it. It's been an amazing, well, as, as horrific as it is, um, you know, and, and it's causing a, a huge amount of issues on a global scale. Um, I, I, I kind of appreciated the, the pause that it's it's given to the world, you know. So, um, and, and it's enabled us to, in, in a strange way, uh, connect more um, with with people, especially for us, because we obviously represent uh, luthiers from all over the world, primarily from sort of Canada and the USA. So, it, it, weirdly, we're, I'm connecting more now with, um, with with luthiers we represent than I have ever before uh, because of Zoom. Yeah, definitely. And, and so, how have you been getting on with? Uh, I, I want to talk about our guitars in a minute because I'm really excited about those. Um, yeah. But how have you been getting on with uh, with the builds? Tell us a little bit more about them. Yeah, they're coming along um, absolutely uh, uh, wonderfully. I've just been doing the, um, I do a, uh, a sort of, I would call it a contemporary uh, French polish where I use a product that uh, is called Royal Lac and it, um, it's resistant to, to sweat, water and alcohol. And but it it allows me to get the film thickness of a of a traditional uh, uh, French polished finish. But I also can level sand and buff it on a on a mechanical buffing wheel, so I can get a finish that is almost seamless between the the UV poly that I use on the back sides and neck to the Royal Lac top finish. Um, and it really, in my opinion the top finish plays a huge role into the overall voice of the, the instrument. And so, yeah, I've just been finishing that up. It, I've got one right here. Oh, <laughs> well, look at that. Wow, that, <gasps> look at that. Gosh, I feel bad for people that can't see, <laughs> see what it looks like, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so basically I, I get it to the stage where I've built all of the coats on the top. And then um, before I level sand and buff, I send them off to finishing at the, the lovely fellows at Vancouver Guitar Finishing. And they work their magic on the, the back sides and neck. And then when I get them back from Vancouver Guitar Finishing, the finish has had a usually, I mean, it only needs a, a week to cure before I can buff it. But unfortunately they're never that quick to finish the guitars. <laughs> and so, um, so usually it's between two weeks and a month and it gives, gives it a nice long cure. I get them back from Vancouver Guitar Finishing and I level sand the tops and, and buff them. And it, it's just, I think, such an amazing um, combination of finishes. That's great. And, and it, it, do you find that, so obviously French polish is, is, is so light and uh, does make the guitar so, so responsive. Are you finding that by using this combination, does that, is it, is it enhancing it for you or what made you decide to go down that route rather than just going a French polish, for example? Well, um, French polishing a whole guitar takes like 
almost a month. So there's the time consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas French polishing the top is probably the, the easiest part of the instrument to French polish because it's the flattest and, um, and yeah, it, it's, it's sort of the quickest place to French polish. Um, and because the, the, the finish is still thin, it, is, it will still mark and ding um, much more readily than, than UV poly will. And so I still wanted that, that hard wearing finish for the back and sides and neck. Mm. Um, and in terms of, of sound, I actually feel that the, the UV poly on the back and sides can be, if done, if, you, if your voicing allows for it, it can be done sort of beneficially. Because mm-hmm. um, a little bit of extra uh, stiffness in, in the back and a little bit of extra mass on the sides is not a bad thing at all if you're taking that into account. So, so I feel for my guitars, the combination of finishes is actually very beneficial to, to not only um, the, the look of the instrument and the sort of longevity of finish, but also the, the sound. That's amazing. Um, and that's something that we were, we launched you in, in December. I can't believe that uh, we're coming up to sort of six months uh, since, uh, since you, you were over here and came in with your dad, uh, which was great, uh, great to meet him. I hope he's well and safe, by the way. Um, yeah, they, they are well and safe. Thank you. Good. Um, and uh, yeah, it was incredible how quickly your guitar sold. I mean, they, they flew out the door, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and and I was I was I was actually surprised as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 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 quietly sort of um, uh, uh, excited for these next two because they're they're really going to be special. Because the last two instruments that I sent to you, they did have the full UV finish. Yeah. Because it it does offer a little bit more protection, and I just wasn't sure of the circumstances of how the guitars were going to be treated and. Mm-hmm all of these aspects but um i really feel that uh uh the the top finish in particular makes just it just opens the instrument up if done right and um and i'm i'm very excited to get these next two into your hands and and quietly confident that they'll sell pretty quickly too (laughs) (laughs) i love that well mate i can tell you we are so excited to get them in our hands doing our doing the build threads and following the build just been so exciting, um, and uh, the, the, if they if they're gonna if they're gonna be uh, sonically in any way better than the last two, then man, I don't know what I'm, I, I, I can't wait to get them in my hands because I fell in love with those uh, two instruments as soon as you brought them in, and both of the customers uh, that, that purchased them are, are both you know really great customers of ours and. Um, the reaction and the response that we got back within 24 hours of them receiving the guitars was just unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, so you really should be very proud there because you did an outstanding job. Um, and I've got to be honest, the, the fact that we're, we're building um, uh, an OM in Paduk, um, for, for me, I, am, I love that Tonewood. Um, is there any, uh, I'd love to get your, your kind of view on, we've got, we've got the OM uh, in Lutz and Paduk, right? And then we've got yep. the Pablo um, in Tasmanian Blackwood. Uh, yes. 
So is there anything in, from these two instruments um, that uh, you've, two questions. One, have you found uh, any obstacles that you've tried to, you've had to overcome? I always like asking that question. It's um, it just, it's always nice to hear that things that were surprises when you were building them. Um, but, but also um, just from a tonal perspective, what, what the characteristics of the tone woods are, are, are bringing to the guitars? Yeah, um, well, the, the Paduk has just such a glassy, glassy tap tone, and it's a, a high Q wood, similar to a lot of the rosewoods and the, the highly esteemed Brazilian rosewood. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's, that's the, the reason that I use it for the bridges on my instruments, that it just has that glassy tap tone. It's yeah. lightweight, and, um, and it has a, a really great sort of interlocking grain structure that I appreciate for the bridges. And, and I've always been excited to 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 build uh, the back and sides with with this um, with Paduk. And when I was in your showroom and I mentioned Paduk and you were so excited about Paduk, I said, "Yeah, <laughs> finally, here's my chance to use Paduk." And um, and I'm I'm really excited because whenever I pick up that box, whenever I, I tap it, whenever I vibrate it using my um, my tone generators. It, it just, like, it's so alive and oh, sort of yeah. explosive. Rings a bell, absolutely yeah. like a bell. And, uh, and I'm super excited to get, get strings on, on that one in particular. And then um, Blackwood, I mean, is just like my, one of my favorite woods to work with of all time. It's, it's an Australian native hardwood that's sort of sustainable. It looks amazing. It's, it just ticks all the boxes for me. Yeah. And, um, and, and challenges of these builds, I mean, every build presents its, its individual challenges. Um, on these ones, I redesigned um, my cutaway so that it was sort of, because these are both 12 fret instruments and I wanted the, 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 I wanted to still have great access up to the higher frets. And so I made the cutaway super super deep and then um i had run into the issue of the upper transverse brace above the sound hole um wouldn't wouldn't have fit unless i either put it on a severe angle which i, I would have reduced sort of vibrating area of the soundboard or, or sort of what would have made it far less symmetrical yeah um and also uh, spread the forces of, of by doing the job of the upper transverse brace would have been sort of on an angle. And so I did a laminated curved um, upper transverse brace to get around the cutaway, which was one obstacle. So, so, so you're telling me that you, you basically redesigned your cutaway for, t for these two instruments? For, for yeah, yeah. Rather. yeah wow. for these two. I just, I wanted it to, I, I was sort of thinking like, if there's going to be a cutaway, I want it to be as deep as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's brave, man. That's really brave. That's uh, yeah. super exciting as well. That must have been. Um, so, were you? How do you go about the design for something like that during a build? Obviously, you've got to check all the sort of. Uh, do you sketch it all out first and make sure that it's going to work, or is it? Is it yeah, I, I do. I do all the drawing on on paper. I do. I don't do any any sort of CAD 
CAD computer design. Um, I, I like to sort of just draw everything out and, and I hang it up on the wall. I have a, a big um, plywood wall in front of me where I'm working and I put all of my designs and sketch work, sort of my drafting up on the wall so I can just stare at it every time I look up. And, um, and I have sort of each model that I build up there and I can look at the curves and sort of um, just break apart the instrument and look at the cutaway, look at where the braces are, are sitting. And, and I mean, these are the things that just go through my mind <laughs> as I'm working, like, how can I tweak this? How can I tweak that? And that's in regards to design, but then in the sort of acoustics of the instrument, things that you can't necessarily uh, uh, see, there's all those considerations to take in as well. Um, and, uh, and that's where sort of the, the resonance tuning of the instrument using the, the tone generator and the Kladni patterns and the spectrum analysis really uh, uh, helps me a lot because I can make these, these aesthetic designs and, and changes to the cutaway and changes to my body shape uh, that would, if, if I wasn't um, using this, this, uh, these tuning techniques would completely throw off the sort of voice of the instrument and you'd be sort of at ground at square one again. Mm. But with this, um, uh, these tuning techniques, I can really alter my, my designs and be confident that uh, I'm still going to get a, a great sounding guitar at the end of it, not sort of just guessing, knowing. Yeah, that, that's, well, I love those. Uh, well, am I right in thinking the tone generators are the videos that you're using where you've got the... Yeah, yeah, I've got the, got the speaker with the frequency driving the soundboard and exciting the soundboard at the, the different modes that it vibrates in. Oh, God, I just, I just love that. And what, and what are you... Is it, are you just putting some, some soft grain on there to fit, see where it's moving? And... It's, um, so what I put on the top is literally um, the dust from my bandsaw. Yeah. <laughs> The wood dust from my bandsaw is the perfect dust. And, um, and I sprinkle it on the top. And then um, every guitar out there uh, vibrates in these particular modes. And it's just about at what frequency they vibrate and how efficiently they vibrate that characterizes the, the, the voice of the instrument. And so um, what I'm looking for is at what frequency the mode vibrates. And as soon as the mode starts vibrating, the dust will start jumping up and down on the top. And um, yeah, and there are other ways to, to measure this, but this is sort of a fail-safe uh, way to measure it where no, no other uh, aspects of the, the, the sort of tool you're using to measure is getting in the way. It's very... It's Sort of a tell-all of how the instrument is going to perform. That is incredible. You sh you've got. Do you know what would be really cool would be if you actually were able to do a sort of bird's eye camera view and have a, a selection of guitars that you're working on. I'm sure you're not working on more than two at once, but to be able to do that and see how different tone woods, different tops, um, and the setups move in different ways, and that that would be great to see. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun to compare. Generally, on, on instruments that I'm making, they're all sort of fairly similar. In, well, you in hope it would be, right? That's yeah. Um, but where you really see the differences 
is in comparing uh, different makers' guitars and obviously factory-built instruments and, and instruments that come from different factories because they all have slight variations in the bracing, whereas my bracing is fairly similar sort of throughout my range of steel string guitars. Mm. Um, and so every guitar sort of vibrates very, very similar. And, and I'm sort of, that, that's sort of my goal. And, uh, and then... Almost like your I reference thought, point, almost like the reference point. So you know if it's not moving in the way that you recognise, you can say, oh, okay, I need to do this, this and this. Exactly, exactly. But, but it is a lot of fun to compare, um, vibrate other makers' guitars and then vibe mine alongside it, which I get to do very, very rarely um, because, I mean, I, I just don't get to get the opportunity to, to have another maker's guitar in my workshop and get the time to sort of vibrate it. <laughs> You've got to go to a guitar show with a bag of dust and, and, <laughs> and just be like, excuse me, I'm just going to get this out and just see what this is like and compare it to mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on, on that note, are you, um, were you planning on doing any shows this year? And I know that sadly, majority of them have been cancelled due to the COVID-19, but are you planning on doing Yeah. I, I was planning on doing the Lacona Guitar Show, which is just a hop across the border in Washington. And where um, we met, that's where we met. Exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, it would have been like just a, a couple of days ago that, that we met. Yeah. Um, yeah. One year, it's, it's yeah. our anniversary. <laughs> there you go, it's our anniversary, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there, this year I wasn't sort of planning on doing too many shows. I was sort of more focusing on just, just building. Um, and, and I've, I've sort of made some really great relationships with, um, some other awesome dealers around the world. And, and I just wanted to sort of pump out as many instruments as I could this year. Well, you're, um, you're at a really, you're at a really exciting point. You know, this is, this is a really exciting stage for you in your career. Um, you, know, you have instruments that are out there and there's demand for them. And there's a, you know, a, lot of, a lot of inquiries into when the guitars are coming in, which for me personally, that, that, is, that is the biggest payoff for us is when we've worked with a luthier like yourself and we've, we've had a few instruments in and just off of the back of those instruments and the build threads and the social media that you do and that we do, that we get inquiries as to when, when are they arriving? Like what, what time are they arriving? I have, I have one, one very good friend of mine who I know you've been speaking with, Andrea was like, can we just ship it straight to my house? <laughs> like, no, we can't quite do that. It's got to come here first. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, um, it's, it's, it's a lovely thing. So, so you, it's really wise for you just to sort of get, the, get your head down and just, just keep on building basically, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And have you got, have you got uh, aside from our, I mean, I could sit and talk about our guitars all day, that wouldn't be fair. Have you, uh, what, have you got any other orders that you're working on at the moment that you're, you're really excited about or something that's coming up in the pipeline? Yeah, so I've got, um, I've got a, a so what I'm calling the super parlor model. So it's going to be a, a parlor sized instrument, but it's going to, I mean, the thing is, is with the guitar, you, you've got a certain string length and there's a small variability in, in that string length, like scale lengths maximum on, on the acoustic guitar are about 26 inches and then they come down to 24.5 sort of thing. <laughs> um, and so you've got this, this engine, the string vibrating, and it's always the sort of roughly the same length. 
and then um, the guitar, what, traditionally what people have done to sort of get more out of the guitar is they just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. and, and you get the like 16 inch, 16.5 inch jumbos to get like more sound. Mm -hmm. But um, if you build a small guitar very efficiently and you use that engine, that, that vibrating string length really efficiently, you can make an absolute cannon of a small <laughs> guitar. Wow. And I'm, I'm really excited for, for, for this super parlor that I'm making. And, and I have a, it's a, it's a commission. Um, so that's one of the next instruments that I'm going to be working on. And then alongside, I usually try and do like two together. Yeah. yeah. I, I, just so to, just before we jump on to the next one. So that's super parlor, which by the way, sounds awesome. Um, and, and is, is you know, smaller guitars are so popular. We see so many sort of double O's, you know, coming through the shop and parlors. And so interesting to, to see that. Um, but what, what are the, uh, do you mind me asking what the wood specs are for that guitar? Yeah, so that one is um, going to be African Blackwood uh, back, nice. just back. Then it's going to have this um, incredible, I, I, actually, I'll just get it to show you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got this, this. You know what, um, before you say anything, before you say anything, the thing that I love more than anything about the, the fortunate position that, that we're in at the North American Guitar is representing you amazing luthiers is just how passionate you are about, I mean, I, I, I can see the whites in your eyes, your pupils, you're sort of getting bigger when you're talking about this. So tell me, go on, show me, show me what you've got there, that's awesome. So yeah, so it's got African Blackwood back, it's gonna have a um, stinker oh. cedar top that, that these tops, it's almost like the, the ancient Sitka. It's yeah. like, it's a dark gray and it just you is... Hold on, hold on, you can hold on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Characteristics. People can't see that I'm holding uh, this, the very beautiful Santa Cruz ghost guitar with a 3,000 year old ancient Sitka and you've got yours, which look very, very similar top. Yeah, so this is this is like the Sitka, but it's cedar, and it's only sort of just been been uh, dug up, shall we say, and um, and it's not even sort of available. I just have a few sneaky connections, and I found this this wood. Um, so it's going to have paired with the that paired with African blackwood, because it, it's it, you've got quite a you know African blackwood is going to give a lot of sort of clarity in the sort of mid and upper register, but paired with that cedar, you're going to really balance, you're going to balance that out, aren't you? And then driven, driven by, the by the tone generator. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but wait for it. This one's going to have, um, so that's like a dark, really dark back, really dark top. And it's going to have um, bird's eye maple sides. Oh. European bird's eye maple. <laughs> oh, wow, so you're gonna have it's gonna have three effectively three different tones to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've seen that before. That's that's gonna be amazing. Well, I've seen it done um in the archtop guitar world, like Megan Wells. She yeah. she, oh, wow. does, She's amazing. she does the, the different sides. She does maple backs, are just some random tonewood side, and then the spruce tops. And I was I was um, thinking about this super parlor and, and my client sort of just gave me free reign with it. He was like, do whatever you want. And I said, okay, this is what I'm thinking. African blackwood back, 
European maple, bird's eye maple sides with this sinker uh, ancient cedar top. And he was like, yep, sounds cool. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, I, I, I think that is such a, uh, a wonderful thing for a customer, a client of yours to, to um, entrust in you that, to give you that freedom. Because at the end of the day, you're an artist and you know, to be able to say to you, I want you just to build me something you will be really proud of. And, and I, was, I was talking with the wonderful Tom Sands just earlier on today. Um, we weren't actually Zooming, we were just on a normal phone, which felt really strange having done something beautiful. Um, but um, he's going to drop in for a talking guitar, talk for the Talking Guitar podcast uh, in the next couple of weeks. There's some exciting stuff that we're, we're working on. Um, and he built an absolutely, just an exceptional uh, guitar uh, for a really great friend of both of ours, a guy called James. Um, and it had a Koa top. Um, yeah, I saw that one, an African blackwood back. Oh, man, that thing just, I mean, I've, I, I was gutted because it was, it finished just as we were in the COVID-19, you know, sort of lockdown. And so we weren't able to get it into the show. And I was like, please just ship it here, let me see it. So I haven't actually seen it yet, but I, I was talking to him about the, the, he did a fantastic video on it. And, um, and it, was, it was just lovely to hear someone talking about how, um, the, that the going into the unknown as a as a luthier with with different tones and trying different things is quite a scary process but when you come out of it the other side and you look at it you just go wow that is it's and it sounded staggering so i can't wait to hear what this super parlor i think we might have to order a super parlor after this conversation <laughs> yeah it sounds good yeah, I've, I've already got two orders for, for a Super Polar, so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that. <laughs> well, so I was going to come, I was gonna come on to uh, Spec Guitars just because um, I, was, I was chatting to Rory from Taron um, and uh, we always get a couple, we, well, within the year, we, we put in a couple of Spec Guitars for him uh, for the showroom. And um, he was saying to me that the, the thing that he loves the most is just having that free reign. Uh, yeah. We were fortunate enough there to have had that free reign with the customer. But um, do you, in your, in your sort of builds for the year, provided they're not all taken for customers um, or for us, <laughs> um, do, you, um, do you ever try to sort of schedule in one guitar? Say, right, I'm going to do one guitar this year that um, is either going to be uh, a new design or it's just going to, I've got this, this rare tone that I've been dying to use and I want to try something new. Do you ever try to fit that in? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, I, if I'm not trying to fit that in on sort of a spec build, I'm trying to convince clients. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say, look, I have this, this idea, like, are you interested? And, and if they, if the client, so, I mean, I, I love sort of both aspects. I love being able to have free reign on a guitar and just let my ideas go wild in terms of voicing, in terms of aesthetic, in terms of uh, the woods. But I also love when a client comes to me and they are so exacting about what they want and how they want it. And then to be able to execute that and, and, and send them the guitar or, or they pick up the guitar and it exceeds sort of their, their expectations and their exacting sort of standards. Mm. That's always a, a big thrill as well. So I love sort of both aspects. I, I, would, I would totally get bored uh, if, if I only had one or the other, but having a mix of both is really great. 
Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point because having, uh, and again, it's, it's like for us, although we're not talented like you, we don't make the guitars. We just try to represent you the best we can. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's in a similar way. It's, it's really lovely when, it, when a customer is so, you know, they know exactly what they're looking for. They've got past examples of next dimensions that they like. You know, they, they know the tone that they're going for. They just right the way, all the way down the list. Um, and then, to present that to a luthier and for them just to go boom and just ex execute it immaculately is, um, I can imagine that's in a way a little bit more fulfilling than the adventurous ones because you're so, you're so focused and concentrated on delivering something that is to someone's, they've got it in their mind, you know, because that, that's the thing with guitar, you know, players and collectors is they've got, they've got a tone in their head and they've got, a play, yeah. they've got a playability in their mind of it's going to feel like this. So then to deliver that and it to tick all of those boxes and fulfill that expectation, that's got to be really rewarding for you. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Extremely rewarding. Um, and, and, and the other side of that is like with, with the, the spec builds where I'm just sort of being adventurous and, and, and experimenting on certain things is sometimes they can also be rewarding because your your experiments kind of are, are, are fruitful but other times you can have um failures and and that can sort of it, it, if you let it it can really get you down um but you've got to sort of um take those failures and sort of just push on and and use them as tools and be like okay well that that actually didn't work that that experiment yeah. so let's move on to the next one yeah, you've got it's. it's I, mean, I can only imagine <clears throat> for you, it's it's just a it's a learning process from the moment you walk into your shop every single day. You know, you're yeah, refining and learning and pushing the boundaries for what you know you can do and learning new skills of how to execute things better. And I, I, I one the one sort of um, thing that I love asking Luthiers is is about the refining pro, refining of their processes. Uh, and I, I spoke at length with Jason about this when I visited him. And I, I, you have a certain amount of hours in a day and you've got to deliver a certain amount of guitars a year. So you've got to make sure that your time is just always well executed, but still put that buffer in for any, any sort of um, experimentation that might go wrong or things that might be a bit quicker, you might catch up. So you, uh, or rather have you, as you're building more and more, have you sort of, do you try to not log, but do you try to sort of refine those, those things that, that take a bit longer that you say, well, I might be able to do more of those in that batch, or is it all just seamlessly the same with, throughout the process? No, I definitely try and sort of um, make the process a little bit more efficient and, and sort of do, do things in, in sort of batches. Like if I'm, if I'm re-sawing, wood for for my sort of uh, uh side laminations i'll try and get sort of a year's done at one time wow. and then so i'm not continuously going back and doing sort of resawing of, of these components and then for bracing because i use the laminated curved braces i i really try and get sort of batches of those braces happening so that that i've got like three or four instruments of, of brace material at once and and yeah, I mean, refining refining your time because a lot of the time I do get to the end of the day and I'm like, 
geez, did I get anything done today? Like I need, I have all these instruments, but when you're running your own business as well, it's like you are doing everything. Like I don't have any employees. And so I am managing my time between sort of like my marketing in regards to social media, the building, my, my accounting, like everything that I have to do, machine maintenance, cleaning. It's like, I, I try and sort of maximize my time that I get to spend on the bench. But there are days when, when you just don't get that much bench time because you've been catching up on the million other things you've got to do. Yeah. And that, you know, that is a, um, is an incredible thing that, that you, you guys do. Um, and I think that you're right. If, when it is just you on your own, that's, that's a lot of work. You know, you're, you're answering your emails, you're answering the phone, you're, like you said, you're cleaning the shop, you're maintaining, maintaining your equipment. Um, it, it, I like it, in a weird way, I liken it to, I got, you know, I, for my, you know, in my past, I was a, you know, a, a musician and I've got friends of mine that are, that are, you know, independent musicians. And there's a really great singer songwriter called Emma Stevens. And we actually, didn't, we did an interview um, uh, a couple of years back uh, at the old shop in London. And, you know, she, she said exactly that. She was saying, uh, you know, I am the tour, I'm the tour manager. I'm the, the, the booking agent. I'm the accountant. I'm, you know, boom, boom, boom. And I'm the songwriter and I'm the, the player, you know, so it's yeah. independent businessmen and entrepreneurs, which is what you are, you know, it's, um, it's a really, uh, it's a amazing thing that you, to, to fulfill what you do with your instruments, but also to, you know, get your brand out there. And um, I think that that's, that's one thing that's so incredible about, incredible about social media is that, you know, it can be so engaging and it's such a way to reach an audience that uh, you may not have been able to reach beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet there's that fine line, isn't there? There's, there's that fine line of, of, of overkill, of too much social media or too much this and, um, or just enough just to, to keep people uh, intrigued and engaged. I mean, I know we've spoken a lot, a lot about the tone generator, but for me, when I saw you doing that, I immediately was like, that's, I've not seen that before. That's really cool. And, and, and immediate, and you can hear your, you can hear how passionate you are about it when you're doing it. And it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a really great thing. Um, oh man, I, I'm, I'm so excited to, uh, well, we are all so excited to be working with you and, um, is uh, you know, in a, in a weird way, I wish that this wasn't just a podcast that it, they could have seen us running back and forth and picking guitars up. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so just uh, the dreaded question. So, give us what's the rough ETA for when we're gonna we're gonna get the double O and the OM. I'm, I'm hoping for um, the end of June, like June twentieth, June twenty fifth. That, okay. That's that's my June my 25th, goal. That was very specific. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine, you know. <laughs> um, and how many guitars are you, are you sort of, do you have a goal of, of what you want to get to or where you are at now? Do you, do you have that in mind? Um, yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it, I can sort of place that question to sort of different aspects. Like I, I build between sort of eight to 12 guitars a year. And I'm pretty happy with that sort of output from from myself in the space that I'm in right now. Um, and then like a goal of where I want to get to in terms of like, I, I'm just continuously refining the design of the instrument to, to just, like I feel like I'm getting close to, to the aesthetic that I, 
an aesthetic that I'm really appreciating and enjoying. And then um, the the acoustics of the instrument is just like a I I, I will be uh, uh, chasing that sound that I'm looking for, that sound in my head for the rest of my life. And so every guitar has little refinements and, and adjustments. And like when I was doing my apprenticeship under um, Graham Caldersmith in, in Australia, he had been building instruments for 45 years. And still every guitar, there were minute adjustments to, to sort of push the boundaries of what was possible uh, acoustically in the classical guitar. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, that, that will never end. <laughs> I love that. And that's what, and that's the way it should be. That's absolutely the way yeah. it should be. Um, one, one last thing when talking to, I've mentioned lots of luthiers in this podcast, but when, when chatting to Michael Bashkin, um, we, we brought in a really beautiful OM in, in Maple. And people have got such a, uh, a view on Maple guitars, as, as I'm sure you know. And, um, this guitar just didn't sound like it was a maple guitar. And when I played it, I was like, this, do this doesn't, it's not what it, sh it's not doing what it should do in my head. You know, like I, I, I it, when you look at it, you, you've got a tone already in your mind. Um, and he said, no, that was, that's the, that's the thing I love about building. He said, I love pushing, I love being able to push a tone with as much as I physically possibly can to where I want it to go to and, and, sometimes you do it and you come back and you were like, I'm nearly there. <laughs> you know, like no. you say, I'm nearly there. The next one, I'll get there. And I think exactly. it's, that, it's that ongoing search, isn't it? You're always striving. And that's what make, that's what sets you guys apart. You know, that's, that's the thing. Um, well, I, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to, to drop in and have a chat. I can't yeah, believe, no worries. that's been 40 minutes, the quickest 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, well, we look forward to getting the guitars on the 26th of June at 9am. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on sharing and reposting. And um, yeah, if you've got anything, uh, you've got anything else you want, to, want us to, to put out there, then just let us know. Yeah, well, actually, um, uh, we, I have that guitar because because your your buddy uh, oh, Andrea, yeah, of course, of course, yes, Andrea, who 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 reached out to me because he loved the guitars that went there, but he had that tone in his head. Oh he, yeah, he's got it. He's searching. Looking, he's, <laughs> yeah, searching he's searching for sure. He's searching for the fat trebles. He is searching yeah, for yeah. the fat trebles. Yeah, and uh, and I I. I, I posted a little demo video of a, of a guitar I have here in the workshop and he sent me a message and he was like, is that guitar for sale? And I was like, well, I've had it in the workshop. You know, I, I guess it could be for sale. It's sort of been my demo instrument. And he's like, I, I, wanna, I wanna try it. I, I wanna have that guitar in my hands and hear it. And I was like, okay, well, let, let's work out how we can get it to you. And then, um, and we were like, yeah, let's, let's send it to, to Teenag. And, and so that one will be coming to you guys uh, at the end of this week, it'll be shipped. That's really exciting. And do you know what's so funny about that is I was having simultaneous, I had my phone and it was pinging on Facebook Messenger, which was you saying, I'm talking to Andrea and then my phone would go ping and it was Andrea saying, hey, I'm just having a chat. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay guys, I, I see what's happening here. And I was like, Andrea, we'll just get the guitar here first and then, and then you come down or we can send it out to you. So. Well, that's great. Uh, and, and again, for us, um, 
so nice to to be able to have another instrument of yours in the shop that we can uh, we can get some great demos on. And we've been doing some. We've we've sort of, sort of uh, just because of this lockdown that we've been in. Um, obviously, everybody. I'm the only person in in the showroom, and so. Uh, we were getting a backlog of, of, of guitars that, that needed to have some great demos done. And mm -hmm. one, day, one day I came in and I just thought, I, I, what am I going to do? I, you know, and I, I, I really want to get these demoed by somebody. And, and, I, and I, I hadn't, we hadn't um, spoken to Stuart for a bit. Unfortunately, he'd badly broken his ankle. Um, uh -huh. And I reached him and said, how would you feel if I drove up? He was like, yeah, yeah, you just drive up. So I packed the car with 15 guitars. <laughs> of 15 guitars, the guitar, the car definitely was, has never been worth more. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, gosh, I hope I don't crash whilst I'm driving this. Anyway, I drove two and a half hours up to, Brist to, to Bath, where he lives, and dropped them off. We had, a, we had a social distance cup of coffee of like four meters apart. Put the world to right. Um, and then I said, right, I'll be back tomorrow. Drove two and a half hours home. Got into work rather, and then the next day, two and a half hours back, picked the guitars up, two and a half hours back, edited them, put them up, and it's been amazing the response from the from the um, from the videos, and, and a bunch of the guitars literally sold almost immediately. It was incredible. Um, so we're definitely going to do that with with yours. I, I'm I'm collating a little group at the moment of uh, for the next batch for Stuart. Uh, yeah. I, I love those videos, videos of Stuart. I've watched them all. Beautiful, beautiful demos. Well, do you know, it's funny. Again, I was, like I was saying, I was chatting with Tom earlier, and he is, Stuart is stuck. I mean, A, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I mean, like, he can play anything. Uh, you know, I remember there was one time we had a, a beautiful, fine resonator, um, one of Mike Lewis's guitars in, and uh, he was doing some demos for us at the shop in London. And I said, can you, how do you feel on, feel on resonators? You know, can you, can you play some resonators? Like, of course I can. <laughs> and I was like, great. And of course then just plays like the best piece of music. Um, but what, what I really enjoyed about these demos, um, and we're spoiled by some of the phenomenal players that, that we get to demo the guitars from Will, uh, to, to Mike Dawes, to Stuart, to Tony. Um, and, uh, but what I loved about these demos, and this is something that, like I said, I was chatting with Tom about, is that he broke them up into two pieces. And, and, and usually when, um, when we're, we're putting out, we always try to put two pieces out on each sort of product page so that you can hear mm -hmm. genres or you can hear something that's like more legato or something more, you know, legato, whatever. Um, and um, he, one, one of the pieces was a full piece which was played just beautifully uh, and, and just at really sort of accentuating. It was like he knew where to accentuate the notes for the guitar. Like you could, you could feel that he'd spent time with the instrument before he pressed record, which is yeah. really valuable. And again, that's something that Will McNichol does beautifully as well. He'll always spend a bit of time with the guitar just to understand it, understand you know, where it's gonna, what's the best driving force for it. And then he does another piece which was almost like it was a bit of a noodle. Do you know what I mean? But, but in, the nice, in, in a way that he was sort of, you know, elongating notes, but then he was doing a bit of a strummy thing. And, and it just suddenly it, it made, you know, it, it, it showed what the guitar can do out of the context of it just being a piece. Yeah. 
And what's really interesting is that's what that's what most guitar player, non-professional guitar players do. You know, I absolutely. Pick, I pick up the guitar, and you. What's the first thing you do? You just noodle that thing that you always noodle, right? Yeah, I mean, you have, everybody has like three things they always noodle. And 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 Andrea, he's. I mean, he he. If ever he's in the shop, you know he's in the shop because he he will always play the same thing because that's how he gets that tone that that fat treble. He's like, I'm searching for that thing, so he'll always play the same piece, and it's a really wonderful thing to hear uh, especially when they're going through a number of guitars to sort of try and find what they're searching for in their head and i thought that it was such a great way of demoing an instrument because whilst it is amazing to hear an entire piece it's also lovely to hear it outside of that context of just how you would noodle on it you know yeah totally and, and it's more sort of uh, personable because i mean that's what we all do we all i mean i sit on the couch at home when I'm playing and, and I play so slowly and I want to hear like the bloom and the decay of the note and I want to hear the sustain and I want to hear the, the overtones and and I mean I'm such a, a shocking player that the piece of music doesn't does it is I'm not even thinking about it I'm just thinking about like each chord and each note that I'm playing and yeah. I feel like that's what sort of great guitars do is that they really suck you into the instrument and and to sort of be able to show that in a demo that that's brilliant yeah well i mean i, I definitely think that there's 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 legs in that as a kind of as a kind of a, a concept for demoing rather than it just being a being a, a straight piece just having that be kind of like the noodle session maybe it's just gonna be called the teen egg noodle sessions I don't know. <laughs> yeah we'll come up with something um, yeah Right, it's so good to chat to you, man. And uh, congratulations, you're, you're at such an exciting stage in your career and so well-deserved because for anybody that hasn't actually played uh, a GR there, you really have got to get your hands on one because they are truly uh, astonishing. They, 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 sound, they sound alive uh, as soon as you bring them out of the case. And, I, and I, I've said that to, a, there are a few luthiers um, that, that, uh, that have, uh, just have that thing, you know, when you, when you, when it's, you take it out of the case, straight off the bat, it just feels alive. Like I think Ryan, Ryan Gerber's got that as well. You know, you, you play yeah. cards. In fact, when, I, when we first met, I said to you, there's a lot of tonal characteristics that are quite similar here. Yeah, 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 I remember. And he's a, he's a wonderful, wonderful builder. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited to get, get three of your guitars in. Man, you just made my day there. Gosh. Yeah, I'm excited too. And this one that's coming uh, uh, next, the end of this week. It's, um, in my opinion, it's one of the best sounding instruments I've made to date. And that's sort of why I held it in the workshop because I wanted sort of prospective clients who came into the workshop to to play that particular guitar. So I'm I'm very excited. Amazing. And that no, that's a great that's a great finishing point right there. Yeah. <laughs> right, listen, take care I, 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 and, and stay safe and I hope uh, you you and your family are well. I do I do love the last thing I'll say, um, I uh, being a family man myself, I do love the fact that when we first had our conversation, the first time we properly chatted after the Lacona show was was just on the telephone. And uh, you were in the middle of a forest with your son in in a backpack, in a front. He was. He I think he was in a front pack. I, I can't yeah, he, he was in 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 the in the in the ergo, the carrier. In the ergo, yeah. And we had we had an ergo. And as you were talking, he was just sort of like 
chatting away to you at the same time. Just going, you're going, shush, darling. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, take care. Um, can't wait to get the guitars in. And uh, yeah, we'll, um, we're really looking forward to getting this podcast out. Sounds good, Ben. Take it easy. All right, mate. Look after yourself. Take care. Cheers. Bye.